section twenty seven of stories and pictures this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen bellevue washington stories and pictures by i l perretz translated by helena frank section twenty seven travel pictures tales that are told sad and perplexed in spirit i came down from the rabbi with maskil and into the street there we came across the beadle who assured us that in his opinion we should be able to go on with the work to-morrow the whole taram has been stirred up by two impoverished householders who were now in great misery one a public-house keeper and the other a horse-dealer the maskil for his part promises to talk the matter over with the townspeople between minshah and mariv and if he doesn't turn the place upside down then his name is not Schmierl. such a name has maskil in tishewitz they may stand on their heads he said but the notes must be taken the very authorities that forbade will permit well done it is evident that the maskil has studied in a cheddar in the great world one meets with other masculine i go back to the inn the beadle comes too at my host's they still have services the mourning for his wife not being ended between mincha and mariv we get on to politics after mariv on to the jews the greater part are dreadfully optimistic in the first place it is not a question of them secondly plans will not prosper against yankil he has brains of his own thirdly it is like a seesaw now it goes up and now it goes down fourthly god will help fifthly good jews will not allow it to happen the old song believe me exclaims one with small restless eyes under a low forehead believe me if there were unity among all good jews if they would hold together as one man and stop repeating tachanan messiah would have to come but the konitz rebbe may his memory be blessed did stop suggested another one swallow replied the young man does not make a summer who talks of their imposing a prohibition on all israel there are times when one must set oneself against things defend oneself if they were to issue a prohibition says someone ironically and with a side glance at me 
the heretics would take to praying if only for the sake of saying tachan so that messiah should not come the company smile but where is the harm asked someone else if the great people don't agree among themselves the company gave a groan doubtless each remembered how many times he had suffered unjustly on account of the want of unity and the surest proof of tishowitz having greatly suffered by reason of dissensions is that no clear explanation was given as to who was at fault that the great were not at one so fearful were they of provoking a fresh disagreement i put forward that poverty had more to do with the differences than anything there is nothing to trade with people go about empty-handed seeking quarrels to while away the time with the proof is that in larger towns where each goes about his own business there is quiet if someone i opine would throw into tishowitz a few thousand roubles everything would be forgotten to be sure we know wealth is everything exclaims somebody if i had only had so much brains i could put all tishowitz into my pocket to-day it was just a toss-up i had only to say the word true true was heard on all sides it is an actual fact the man who had only required to have so much brains or a little determination to become rich looked like poverty itself lean yellow shrunk wept out and in a cloak that had its only equal in the dressing-gown of the tishowitz rabbi thereupon came the maskil of course he laughed reb aliyah you must have bought the lucky number an hour before the drawing listen to his cheek says reb aliyah and if he couldn't remember the story may my head not ache swears the maskil for so long as i have forgotten if ever i heard the lies at all lies retorts reb aliyah much hurt is that so lies according to you other things are lies as well i interfere and ask what the story may be you've heard of sadik of vork of blessed memory begins reb aliyah of course naturally kind and keat knew of him and you will have heard that there came to him not only the pious men of the nations of the world but even german jews even lithuanians knowing fellows that they are may i have as much money as i have seen lithuanians at his house there is even a story about a discussion a lithuanian had with him a lithuanian must always be showing off his acumen 
he asks a question about the tosafot on vows the rebbe of blessed memory explains a bit of the misana to him upside down well i never rebbe exclaims the lithuanian why the tosafot on new year dealing with the same subject says exactly the opposite of your words well what do you say to that it was a miracle the rebbe did not seize and strangle him on the spot but that is not what i was driving at the volker treated the almighty like a good comrade lord of the world and he sat down in the middle of the room would it not have been enough to torment the jews with persecution now one cannot even sit and study in peace someone it would appear answered him from up there so he said that is another thing altogether i give in good pay puts everything straight but lord of the world a little of it here as well again one could see in his face that he heard a response and he answered well if not not you are solvent we will wait but that is not what i was after his chief concern was whatever was connected with circumcision in the matter of circumcision he was steel and iron in that he would take no denial from the powers above and indeed they waited for his word up there scarce had he given a sign when the thing he wanted was done and established he said that before going to a circumcision when he merely began to think of the mole knife the quality of fear straightway diffused itself through his being and then there could be no doubt all would go as he wanted for the will of those who fear him he executeth he was very sorry that people had become aware of this peculiarity of his he knew that on this account he would not perform the ceremony here much longer that he would be called to join the heavenly academy his relations to the upper world having become known the very stability of the world was endangered it ought to have remained a secret well people had become aware of it i too and even sooner than others because the treasurer mosa was my first wife's brother-in-law and he it was who let out the secret for this he was deprived of his place for half a year but his distress was so great the rebbe had compassion on him and restored him to his office but that doesn't belong to the story either enough that i knew it well and he kept the thing in his heart i waited for i was not going to plague the rebbe about a trifle i waited 
i was living just then a mile outside vork my first wife was alive and she did not fare badly though it was difficult to make both ends meet but i earned whatever it was by my match-making and my wife supported us by means of her stall and not only us but also she provided for a married couple my eldest daughter and her husband who was an excellent scholar what then was lacking and it came to pass on a day that my son-in-law was away at the jerebs there was a fair in the town and my daughter was in childbed it went hard with her a first baby Beely bash the midwife was at her wit's end and this was the third day of her pains no cupping no bloodletting seemed to help things were very bad and i hear that the rebbe is coming to a circumcision what do you think there sprang up light for the jews we were all overjoyed it put new life into us we pray that god will preserve her another day and a half because people were only let in an hour before the ceremony but meanwhile things got worse and worse she was near death an hour or two before the ceremony however she grew easier or so it seemed to me she came to herself opened her eyes urged her mother to go to the fair and called me to her bedside a foolish woman they are all alike they blame us for it she doesn't like shmulk she says she never liked him she didn't want him from the very first she can't stand him and had better die she had sent her mother out on purpose because she was afraid of her she peace be upon her was a terror to the children she wanted to slap her daughter on her wedding day i of course gave her to understand that all women are the same that some even make a vow never to live with their husbands again that the sin offering is there on that account some even swear that but no one may be held responsible for what he utters in pain and grief but she keeps to it she bids me farewell she needs no vows no oaths she says smiling i am going out she says like a candle well i listen to her and can see all the while that she is better she is quite clear again in her mind and it only wants half an hour to the circumcision and she looked quite pretty again i sit by the bed and talk to her even the midwife had gone to buy a cradle at the fair i look at the clock it is time to go i look at her upon my word quite well and yet i do not want to go and leave her all alone and nearly alone in the town 
the fair you see comes once a year and lasts three days and it means parnosh for the whole twelve months so you see there was no one left at the rebbe's even every soul was off to the fair well i'll wait a bit but in half an hour things got suddenly worse she snatches at my hand falls back on the pillows makes grimaces bad she begins to moan i call for help no one answers there is a great noise from the fair nobody hears me among a thousand men and women and we might have been in a wilderness i want to pull away my hands go and call somebody but she holds them tight two three minutes pass it grows late things are bad i tear away my hands and i run thither their circumcision was at the further end of the town i fly along roads over bales of merchandise i fly and fly it is all too long to me it was july and yet i shivered with cold as i ran there there is tinsma's house where the ceremony has taken place my heart beats as though i were a malefactor i feel that there at home a soul is about to escape there i am at the first window i will not wait for the door i will break a pane and get in that way i run up to the window i see the rebbe is really in the room he is walking up and down i am about to enter like a housebreaker i gather my remaining strength there is a cry in my ears father father i leap the narrator was out of breath he takes a rest lowers his eyes which are full of large tears and ends quietly with a broken voice but it was not to be there was a heap of manure and stones before the window i fell and nearly broke my neck i have a mark on my forehead to this day when they brought me in to the rebbe he motioned me away with his hand when i got home how i got there i don't know she was lying on the floor either she fell out of bed dying or i pulled her out tearing my hands away the listeners were silent a stone weighed on our hearts the masculine soon recovered himself well he said blessed be the righteous judge where are the riches the narrator wiped his eyes with his sleeve gave a sad smile and continued yes i only wanted to show you what one means when one says it was not to be there came trouble after trouble my wife died the stall went to the bad because it was kept by a man i was left alone with the children and there wasn't a crust i married again i took an elderly woman on purpose because i thought she would do 
for the stall but i was taken in there was a baby a year meanwhile our fares fell off and for a whole twelve months the stall wasn't worth a pinch of powder i determined to make an end of it to give up the matchmaking grow rich and sit and study eh how does one go rich i wrote to the brother-in-law of my first wife to the treasurer and asked him for god's sake to tell me when next there was a circumcision i got a message before the month was out and hastened to vork i stopped nowhere but go straight to the rebbe and a larger manure heap last the masculine the narrator gives him a vicious look the vork tasadic he said went in for ritual cleanliness his whole religion was ritual cleanliness oh see remarked the masculine how he looks at me rascal when you came here first who helped you a vork shosid or perhaps your cousin the tacitic or was it i ha you would have died of hunger long ago if it hadn't been for me and he turns to me and what do you suppose he is now he teaches my children and if i were to take them away from him he would have no parsonage left not a crust of bread the other stands silent with downcast eyes the masculine disgusts me more and more although he made a sign to me with his eyes a little while ago to the effect that he had exerted himself on my behalf and with his hands that to-morrow there will be taking of notes i turn to the other well my friend see for yourself says he to the masculine our note-taker is more of a masculine than you on the face of him and he doesn't make game of things one might say on the contrary rambam levadil did not believe in magic but at any rate he answers seriously a jew should have manners to make fun of things is not fair man it cuts to the heart well well says the masculine more gently let us have the rest i will make it short says the poor jew i come in without a ticket of admission nothing to speak for me without even a money offering but that would have been no help at such a time only his face was terrible my feet shook under me i stood there without opening my mouth he may his merits protect us took great strides up and down suddenly he saw me and gave a roar like a lion what do you want it was more terrified than ever and scarcely answered riches it seemed as though the rebbe had not quite understood 
riches he asked and his voice was like thunder if only parnos i answer in a lower tone what parnos he cried as before only not to die of hunger the rebbe hurried up and down stopped suddenly and asked what else i thought i should drop dead it seemed to me i don't know but it seemed to me as if someone else and not i had control of my tongue and it replied i want yosef to be a learned man what besides i hardly escaped alive and he may his merits protect us died the following week well what lay between me and the riches a hair's breadth it was my own fault if i had stood up to him and kept to it well at least i inquire is your son learned he would have been he replies in a broken voice only he won't learn even a rebbe can't help that he won't learn what can one do and the moral interposes the maskil is that one shouldn't keep rubbish heaps under the window that you can do nothing without money and above all that one shouldn't be frightened of any rebbe in one second the livid-faced jew had flushed scarlet his eyes shot fire his person lengthened and the room resounded with two slaps received by the maskil i fear that his first request will equally go unfulfilled he will yet die of hunger end of section twenty seven recording by lindemarie nielsen bellevue washington